Human design is an amalgamation of several facets of spirituality. The I Ching, astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, all combine beautifully into one system. Mary Rose and Mary Letitia have been exploring their own designs for the last year. This podcast is an extension of that exploration. Come learn, laugh, and grow with us as we become Guided by Design. Hello, good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well. I have just come off of three days of substitute teaching, and now I have two days off with my children, and I'm just, I'm, and heading into a vacation weekend. So, I mean, life couldn't get much better than the Thursday before vacation when you don't have to work, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, when you don't, yeah, sure. <laughs> You've got a much, much more lengthy and involved vacation than I do, which is probably why you're not as relaxed going into it. Well, and I've got a much more pain in the ass fucking business to take care of. That's absolutely true too. So yeah, that's fine. Josh went in to do some oil changes and tire changes last night and he came home to eat dinner first, but the Dodgers game was on and I'm like, I'm too tired for this shit. I got to go to bed. I've been up and uh, I woke up at like two 30 this morning. So he must've fallen asleep at the Dodgers to the Dodgers game and then gotten up like in the middle of the night to do this. Cause mind you, we have to do these things when the cars are in. Yep. So I think he just got back at like four 30 this morning. <laughs> Holy shit. Those fucking Dodgers, they'll definitely fuck you over. I just know what they did. Like, I have no idea if they won or lost. Does it matter? Eh, not to me. I don't really do any kind of sports. Well, you know me. I don't do sports of any kind. So it's like, I might catch a game here and there, but yeah, no vested interest in. Boring. So in baseball, kill me. Kill me. I'd rather I'm die. Going to a live game because the live oh. game, like, I guess the stadium was great. I don't know that we watched much of the live game, but like we got to go around the San Francisco stadium and they have one side that's all ocean and people sit out there in their kayaks and try and catch balls. And that was like, that experience was fun to me, but God, baseball kills me. Like, I just can't, I, I sit and I'll play a game and then something like the one time every 15 minutes that something exciting happens, I always miss it. Yep, I'm I'm not paying any attention. I'm not paying attention long enough to see. And then I'm anno- I'm actually annoyed by the amount of noise around me at that point. Like I, oh God, yeah, I'm I I've never been a baseball fan except for I mean, uh, let me be honest. The only time I was ever interested in baseball was as a young woman because Benny the Jet. Uh, from Sandlot was so cute. That's about the, I will admit that's the only time I had any interest in baseball was from the Sandlot. Super cute. (laughs) Super cute. That's funny. And we're both in California, which is kind of an odd coincidence that we're both going to be in California in two completely different places. It is. Not with each other. Not with each other. (laughs) 
Yeah. So when do you fly out? Do you fly out Friday as well? Nope. I'm flying out Saturday afternoon, which is great because I'm going to do get up, do my workout thing, get on my call with my um, quit like a woman book discussion group. I'm running that call on Saturday morning. Um, you know, I don't think I leave until three, you know, my flight leaves about three 30. So I'll probably get to the airport or, you know, I'm such a weirdo. I don't even know what's acceptable airport etiquette. Now do you get here? Well, in Billings, it's one hour, one hour, it says two hours, but really you can get through security and everything, especially on a Saturday afternoon. Like really? Yeah, it shouldn't be. <laughs> I would say one hour anywhere else you go two to three hours. You better fucking be at the airport in California, at least two hours in advance just to get through security. Yeah. But I drop people off at the airport all week long. Like if they're there within an hour of their flight, nobody's missing their flights. I thought, and I thought I did it so that my friend could give me a ride to the airport. But I think even if I want to be there that early, I probably will still just plan to get an Uber because she is not an early riser. I love her, but she is not someone that I would depend upon to be able to get my ass there at like 630 in the morning. She's just very <laughs> late sleeper and I don't, and I'm nef- not going to shame her for that. I'm just going to work with within the confines of that knowledge and take care of getting myself there. So, and I have an eight hour layover in, in Seattle on Tuesday. I, I, I knew what I was doing when I planned this. It's not like it's a surprise. Um, I just was like, well, I want to, I want to be able, I, you know, want to be able to just hang out in an airport for the day. <laughs> I'm such a weirdo, but it doesn't bother me that much that I'm going to be there. As long as I have my charger and books, I'm going to be fine. Like that's the thing is I think my husband would lose his mind staying in an airport by himself for that long. He just would not enjoy it. And I'm like, mm, that's actually going to be part of my, my, my relaxing vacation experience. Yeah. Part of your vacation is being alone in an airport. And you yes. know that. Yes, it's actually a really important part of my vacation experience. So I'm glad I'm not going to miss out on that. Some of my Um, best traveling memories, specifically traveling for work, but traveling memories have been sitting in an airport alone. I love people watch. It's an interesting place. You, You come across all types, varieties, flavors of people and attitudes and auras and energies and you're really going to yeah I feel like you're going to enjoy it even more now with the knowledge that you've gained in the last two years like I think it'll be fun yeah just watching people travel into the city or you haven't decided yet um I got I checked in with my friend and she's going to be busy so I am going to probably just plan to stay at the airport Um, just because of my anxiety about leaving the airport and then you know, I am. I'm just a nervous Nelly about missing flights. I know I probably wouldn't, but I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll just wait and not make any decision. I'm not making any decisions right now. I'm going to just wait and see yeah. how I feel when I get there, how the energy feels, if it's rainy, you know, but I, I might and take a look at some maps, you know, check the maps, the routes out of the Seattle airport and kind of I'm really, I, that's kind of what my, some of my ritual is around traveling is looking at the areas and acquainting myself with them. And it's something my husband never bothers to do when we're traveling together. It's kind of my responsibility. So I'm always like 
Where are the coffee shops? Where are the restaurants? Where, you know, what's going to be around here? Because I like to navigate myself. I do like to be. And you like to enrich yourself Mm -hmm. while you're away. So I'm the same way. And it's one of the reasons that like, I want to encourage you to take the bus into the city because I love public transportation when I am in different cities. Like I love it. Josh did not believe me, but like, it's part of learning the culture of that city. I I do agree. Like having gone to Washington, D.C., they made us ride the Metro when we were in D.C. in high school. And then I went to San Francisco when I was still in high school and we rode like the Muni in San Francisco. So I I agree. And I know that there's like amazing train system in Seattle that actually goes right up to the airport. So I'm really a lot a lot less nervous about getting on a train and going into Seattle proper. But it's, you know, knowing where the train stops acquainting myself with the different like where would it be a good spot to go to that then easily lets me get back on the train and get back to the airport with plenty of time yeah and I do this to everyone I travel with when Lori and I went to Washington DC she was like well how are we gonna get where we're going I'm like public transportation let's go she's like how will we know where to get on and off? And I mean, she's just high anxiety. And I was like, we will figure it out and we'll probably make a couple of mistakes along the way and it will be great. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. As long as there's like, and that's the thing is like, I won't, other than a flight, I don't have any, any like constraints of, I need to be back by this time. And the flight, when you've got an eight hour layover, trust me, you're, you're, you've got time to play. I know that there's time to play but I am also going to be aware that if I'm tired, if I'm tired, I may not want to. And so that's why I'm going to be like really aware of, okay, do I have the energy to really put into going and doing this right now? Or do I have the energy to sit with a, with a novel and just engorge myself on, on quiet reading time, but I get so much quiet reading time at home. I can totally see myself. (laughs) Anyways, this is now a travel podcast. So welcome to the travel pod. Just kidding. Always an adventure because if always you an adventure. this Mary, it's always an adventure. So, um, what you've been listening to or reading this last week? Oh, I was Watching. waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for more book. Um, I felt like I felt like I was like holding out for sex or something. Like I was waiting <laughs> so long for the discovery of witches, and then it was only one chapter. Um, so I did get through the chapter. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it probably three more times just because I don't get it for a couple of days or whatever. Don't we have two days or something before we start reading again? Let me look. Um, or is let me it look. tomorrow? Is it travel day? That would be perfect. Um, well, we had on the 20th. Oh, so it's tomorrow. We it have is travel day. Yep, we have. And then tomorrow is going to be the, and you know what I'm going to say, honestly, don't, don't feel like trapped into having, if you want to just binge the last little bit, binge the last little bit. I'm I giving- really want the experience of the days. I feel like it does bring a certain energy to the experience. Because after this chapter, you're not going to get another one until like right before Halloween. So, but I'll be on vacation. You'll be on vacation. So it so, won't be after, after tomorrow. You won't have another chapter until the 29th. Oh. Yeah. So it'll be right after we get back and I'll be busy. But um, the travel day, we, we, we travel 
to Bozeman and flat from Bozeman at like 1040 in the morning. So I thought that's perfect. Like that's late enough. It'll be great. I guess my brain really thought we were going to get on the airplane here in Billings. Yeah. It would have to be there like eight. No big deal. We have to yeah. travel for two and a half hours. So we have to get up there yeah. at like five. So that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's I'm. My husband was asking me, "Are you flying out from Bozen?" I'm like, "No, I wasn't interested." And he's like, "Would it have been cheaper?" And I'm like, "Not for what what I was where I was going." And how, Alaska Airlines goes has flights directly to San Jose, so or you know directly by way of Seattle. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, it wouldn't have made any more sense for me to fly out from Bozeman. I'll go to Bozeman to go pick someone up, but I doubt. Unless it's a huge amount that I'm saving, I'm I don't have any interest in driving. It was like two hundred and twenty dollars per. Yep, <laughs> that's where it makes total sense to do so, it. And the parking for a week in the economy parking is sixty dollars. So yeah, for yeah. little old me, for just one little one little person, me, yeah. totally makes sense to just fly out from here. So. Awesome. So what are we, what have you been listening to or? Oh, well, I really haven't been listening to much. They did on how did this get made? They were, they re-released drop dead Fred because that was one that was only on Stitcher premium. So if you want, if you want something that will probably have you giggling like crazy, because have you seen drop dead Fred? Of course. I, I, I think it's when I find someone our age who is not, they are like, you must've been homeschooled. Like you must <laughs> sheltered as a child. It was absolutely not a child's movie, but it's, it, it, it shocks me when people haven't seen it, but they have a whole episode on drop dead Fred. It's hysterical. I've listened to it you know, a couple of times. I just keep listening to it over and over again. Um, and then they did also release an old episode about Dreamcatcher, the Stephen King movie. Yeah, which is, so bad. yeah he, he wrote that whole book while he was high on oxycodone and that just paints everything in a completely different, like, it's just totally different when you realize that this man was like heavily, heavily, um, you know, opioid in opioid, um, not, I don't want to say addicted, but like influenced while he was writing Dreamcatcher, and then the movie itself, they, it was, it was a really good one. But other than that, I've just been, um, I have started reading a book. It's like a Victorian novel. It's called The House on Vesper Sands. And this is a very Gaelic name. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the first name is like P-A-R-A-I-C and then O'Donnell. But it's so, it's good. I like it. The House on Vesper Sands. Um, It's just, it's got some spiritualist elements, you know, that was a big thing in the Victorian era is seances and all that kind of stuff but it's also got like a detective and his little helper I don't know it's just right up my alley everything I would have wanted in a Victorian novel I almost wish that I could stop myself from reading it so fast did you listen I um I saw no not yet I was thinking I'm actually going to download a bunch of podcasts so that I have something to keep in my ear holes um Cause I have, a, I don't know. Sometimes I have a hard time reading. I'm not really reading on flights, but I just don't want to be staring at my phone the whole time. So I figure, well, I probably still will be if I'm playing a game, but I figure if I <laughs> have some podcasts to listen to, so I haven't listened, but what's the, 
Let me see. What's the movie? movies I haven't seen and now I want to go see them and then re-listen to the podcast. And I've never really felt that way about most of the most of the time. They do do a great job of explaining them. I just now I'm interested in both movies because they're both movies from an era that I would think that I would see have seen them, but I have not seen either. So one's the By the River's Edge. Okay. I see that. And I'm and I'm downloading the Poog episode right now. I'm downloading the bouncer at the pumpkin patch. Um, and I did listen to remember how the war report where they had Shalewa. Yep. I I listened to their um bonus episode a few days ago while I was making dinner, the one where it says Shalewa doesn't care about squid games. Squid games. <laughs> Uh, oh, but their new episode is called Vision Board Hoarding. So I'm going to download that. One. God, I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, and then Total Reboot had like a long episode about the Lost Boys, but I wasn't. I was only half paying attention to them. Only half paying attention. But no, yeah, I think I'm going to be set for. I've already got a couple more Victorian novels to read on my phone and all that stuff. But yeah, we're about like what almost 15 minutes into this episode. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Okay. Well, we're kind of rolling some of the other authorities together because they're a little, they're definitely more rare and they all have kind of something in common. So today we're going to do ego authority. And there's from, according to my book, there's a couple types of that Um, self projected authority, which is the G center. And then mental authority, which is um, really called none. It's, it's, it's environmental. And so these are all exclusive to projectors specifically, but ego authority also is, is something that manifestors can have um, because they would be it could either be just their heart center. So we'll start with ego authority. Ego authority is, um, it comes from the heart center, which is the ego or willpower center. And you can have a heart, you know, a heart center manifested authority, or you can also, um, oh, I guess, yeah. And that one can also have where you have your throat. That's why a manifester can have that authority is your throat can be defined as well, but it's specifically your heart is defined and then, um, yeah, so that's the big thing. Ego authority is, is centered around the heart. Um, I know one person with ego authority, and she is the person that helps me admin a sober community online. And when I found out about this, um, I thought it was interesting because this really is centered in what people say when they're not thinking. It's heard in the voice. So, and we bounce things off of each other. She's very, and I think that in her role, and I believe that she's, you know, working within like social work kind of aspect, um, that a lot of that is that, you know, it's really unscripted speaking. It's speaking without necessarily knowing what you're going to say, which for someone like me is where my bluntness usually comes out in a way that isn't, um, it's not minding if you're going to sound rude because what you're saying is actually going to be um, correct for what needs to be said. It's the truth in your voice Mm. without your mind influencing you because 
it, you know, our ego, when we think of ego, a lot of it is, you know, we think is kind of driven by our need to be correct by our need for our mind driven ego to be, um, to prove to others that we, that we're correct, or we know what we're talking about. So I, I think that if I'm not mistaken, because I follow the Sam Zagar, which I've mentioned, and you've put into our notes like a million times, yes. she only has one defined channel in her chart. And that's the channel between her ego and her spleen. So I believe that that means that she has splenic authority. Um, and so that's kind of the hierarchy is that you have to have really only your, um, your, this is like, so solar plexus is the highest in the hierarchy, then the sacral, then the spleen, then the ego. And then, um, but it does say here that there can be a heart centered projected authority. If you have your heart and your G center, both, so there's it kind of my book kind of breaks it into two, but I don't think in this case that they are different. I mean, as long as that heart is defined, and this means that you don't have definition in your spleen, in your sacral, in your solar plexus. Um, that as long as your heart is is defined, but all of the rest of them are not, then you're going to have that ego authority. So if the heart is defined and you're a projector or a manifesting and those other ones are not defined, then that's what makes you an ego authority. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know any, I went through my whole chart and I cannot. (laughs) I I know they're, they're definitely, they are, these are more rare. Um, And, and like I said, all of these ones that we're going to talk about today for the most part share that the voice is where, much of their, um, what, what's going to really determine a lot of things for them is what happens with their voice. So moving on from there. So if the heart is not defined, if we don't, if, if we're basically free of definition and everything listed, the solar plexus, the sacral, the spleen and the heart, but the G center is defined, then you can have what's called self-projected authority. So that's only for projectors that manifestors don't have this. And in this case, it's, it's also another, like I said, rooted in the voice, it's rooted to the expression of self. Um, It says, this has nothing to do with a, what a person thinks of themselves. And the G center is really interesting because I have mine undefined and that's where I kind of, I tend to take on different personas and different personalities depending on who I'm with. Um, you know, I'm always myself, but to some degree, like I, I feel like I can take on, I wouldn't say different roles, but, you know, definitely absorb within taking in those other auras, like, take on mannerisms, you know, phrases. I actually pick up a lot of phrases from people when I'm around them um, consistently. So um, it looks like, and since we're, we're kind of doing our research on the fly, to be honest, so I'm reading through a little bit of the information here. Um, and there's no motors in this type of authority. So the heart center is a motor. And if this isn't defined, which is why you would be a G authority, 
I mean, that is really kind of interesting. There's a lot of openness. I mean, really, you have to imagine that the G authority, the self-projected authority, because you don't have definition in those other places, there's a lot of openness. Therefore, you're open to a lot of conditioning. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is saying, you know, it can be very um, easy to ignore your own voice. And I, well, I mean, how many people I feel like probably feel that way, but again, this is kind of a more rare authority, but this is where I feel like that is. um, So do you mean by ignore your own voice, like maybe they say something and then take it back and say something different that is more towards the conditioning of what they've Potentially, um, it says that they, uh, it's also frequency of the voice. So it's not even necessarily what they're saying. It can be the frequency of what, you know, the tra- what they're transmitting. Um, so this, the, the website now I'm switching back and forth. It says um, that when a G projector is speaking and feels that it, its expression is restricted or unclear, this is a signal that either they were not invited or that their mind is trying to influence the stream of information. So I think that that's also part of it is speaking when not invited is also going to be where um, not being heard. And especially in that case, you know, that all of what you're giving to someone when you're not being invited, mm-hmm. it is um, <laughs> really going to, to be a waste of your time, a waste of your energy and wind up leaving you feeling very bitter. So, yeah, I don't, I know nobody with this particular type of authority. So let's move down though, because I would, I do want to get into mental authority real quick because we, we do know, you know, one person with some mental authority. So it'd be nice to be able to speak to something that we know Um, So this is the environmental authority means that basically they have very little definition below the throat at all, but they do have some definition above the throat in either the Ajna or the, um, the, well, specifically, I think the Ajna center um, is, is where that mental authority is coming from. So who do you know with some mental authority? I am having a hard time because I'm going through my people library and are are they, are they named different things? Cause I just went and looked at Josh's stuff and it says something different. So I'm like, so when I'm in the information hub, I'm making it strategy and authority. Oh, mental projector. There it is. I was looking at the inner authority where it says the sounding board. Oh yes. And so, yeah, this is, Yep, this is kind of the same thing because of that. Um, the mental authority that is really um, hearing the truth in one's own voice after it leaves the body. Mm-hmm. So, and then each of the books call them something different too. So, oh. so as I'm doing research, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know which, like, is it the outer authority? Uh, I, so... I am. 
Yeah, the, the mental authority doesn't line up with anything that's in either of my books. So I guess it's it. The Do you have environmental? Is environmental in one of your books? Let me look. Um, yeah, so this whole time I was like looking through my chart, seeing if I knew anybody with either of these. And I'm like, nope, sure don't. <laughs> Well, you do. And so what is, and this is another one that my, so my book is actually saying that it's connected. The Ajna is connected to the throat or the head. And I think that in your case, so to look, and I'll just pop in real quick to yours. Um, the Ajna is connected to the throat in his. Yeah. The throat center. And then he's also got connection from the head to the Ajna. Yeah. And that's, and that, that, you know, that makes sense. And so this is saying is that they, because of all of the openness be, below the throat, he is supposed to be taking in, in sensory information from the environment around him. Um, but definitely he's a talker. He's... Mm -hmm. But it's not really talking with the intent of getting this is and this is probably why this is why it might really be difficult is that he's not talking with the intention of asking for any kind of opinions or advice. He talks to talk it out. And so you're like, you're not giving me anything to respond to because well, he's not asking for your opinion or advice. Correct. And that's where that sounding board like really resonates with me because that's what I have to remember is that I have to be a sounding board sometimes and just allow him to talk it out and, and say it over and over again until he, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, I know. But it, if I repeat myself ever, and especially if I repeat myself in a different tone, man, it's taken differently. But anyway, he doesn't know that he's doing it. And so I have to have patience and grace for the fact that I don't have to respond. It is because that is my, that is, that is how I deal with the world is responding. And I can't really respond to him when he's um, doing that. So um, the environmental piece really does make sense to me like he does change in different environments um mm -hmm. but always with the um i don't know i guess i've only seen him in a couple different environments and it seems like sometimes he's he's home in a different way uh depending on where we're at so i think that that's interesting I'm trying to read through the end of this real quick. Oh, go for it. Um, yeah, I think that that's, you know, those are interesting observations from someone that this can be where it is really difficult sometimes to be with someone within human design, you know, saying from a human design perspective that without that awareness, like, can you imagine what, your relationship with your partner would be like if you did not have the awareness that you have about human design now. I think that that's just like one of those things that we can kind of look at and say like, this is why, and I'm not saying like everybody has to know human design to stay in a, in a relationship, but when you were with someone who you wonder why the fuck they are the way that they are sometimes, <laughs> 
and why they can't just be fucking the way that you are. This is really an opportunity to be able to see deeper into someone and give them a lot more grace and a lot more um, compassion and saying like, yeah, you, it drives me crazy, but that's part of their process. And the more I try to make them not that way, the more frustrated I'm going to be. Absolutely. And I think the thing that I love about this is they don't have to be knowing, they don't have to know anything about it. They don't have to, you get so much information on another human being. I mean, I almost feel like, like, um, I don't know, stalkerish because I feel like I know so much more about him than what he would allow me to know by human design and by understanding why he does some of the things that he does. Yes, I feel, I feel incredibly grateful for this science project we've been doing because I really do feel like I have so much more insight on who the people in my life are, not just my partner, but all the people in my life and why they do the things that they're doing. And I don't know, like I want to teach them all more about it, but unless they're interested, you really can't like force the information upon them. Um, But just knowing, just the knowing, just the knowing gives me so much more grace Mm -hmm. and so much more patience with, with the the people in my life and understanding that no, everybody is not like me. (laughs) As a matter of fact, most of the people in my life are not like me. And I've surrounded myself with people like that for a reason. And that all whittles down to some of their quirky little mannerisms that I didn't understand. And now that I do, I have, I actually have a lot more love for, for all of those pieces. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It is kind of interesting how it does kind of give itself, lend itself to, um, yeah, wanting to be like, oh, you know, I, I, I feel like this a lot because when we talk about this with partners, it's like, yeah, my husband has no interest in human design. Like he thinks this is all complete hooey and, and that's completely fine because honestly, it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter if he believes in it or not. Um, and, and it also kind of gives us a little bit of like that, like I said, with compassion is like, understanding of how much we get conditioned by all of these outside forces to, you know, look at things a certain way, believe that our way is the right way of looking at things. Our way is the, um, oh, this is, I'm more rational. I, you know, I think that that's a lot of what my husband sees is he's more rational than I am. And it's like, actually, when you think about it, it's that you equate lack of emotion with rationality. And now that I understand that my emotion is actually one of the things that makes me powerful in a way, it's like, well, you can believe whatever you want, but I mean, truthfully, my, my emotionality and my ability to approach things from that perspective, it's not, you know, I think that, and that's again, with conditioning, a lot of people will look at it as weakness to try to put too much emotion into things. And I'm like, no, I think it's weakness to try to take emotion out of everything. Agreed. Agreed. It's, and it is, it is revelating to know that emotional, like that is part of who we are and how we digest the world and how we have grace for the world is that emotional authority. So it's really society has decided that being emotional is 
And I, this is this is because of the patriarchy, everyone. Mm-hmm. I just want to, we'll just call it what it is. It's because, um, because men have decided that women are too emotional. That's what gives them leverage over us and the ability to say that our decisions don't make sense um, because they're based in emotion. And that's just, it's just hooey. It's hooey. It is. It's ridiculousness. Well, I feel like you did a good job. Do you want to, I mean, we don't, we've talked about lunar authority before. We don't really have to talk about it today if we want to do it in a separate episode or just kind of tag it on to something and discuss something else. I have an idea that I was going to tell you about, but I have to remember what it was. Um, (laughs) Oh, it was actually because we were talking about that um, Myers-Briggs thing. I was like, you know, maybe that's the thing is we can talk about human design compared to personality tests. And oh, I like that. So maybe that's what, how we'll round it out next time is do um, finish up with lunar authority and then talk about what the difference is between human design and other personality tests and like. Yeah, what- that'll give me a good opportunity to go do my research. And I, I do really want to watch that show. I do too. I do too. Excellent. All right. Well, this was great. If you want to follow us on Instagram, which you won't see very much happening, but maybe one day I'll get my shit together. We are at um, guidedbydesign.podcast. You can email us questions or feedback at marysmentors at gmail.com and rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Bye.